0: Welcome back for another week of Purgatory News. I'm Davis Clarence, giving you all the news and information I know about. And today, we're trying something different. We got a lot of feedback about our July parade broadcast, and most of it said that the feeling of the back and forth banter was electric. I say most because we also got some feedback saying the parade commentary lacked a sophisticated, mature perspective. This feedback was signed Anonymous but it was obviously left by one Margot Finch, who not only failed to disguise her handwriting, but also wrote the feedback on her monogram stationery that carries the enduring and overpowering Chanel No. 5 scent, her signature. Well, Margot, I'll be sure to have you with me here in studio as soon as I need cutting-edge insight on creative ways to send your meal back enough times to make your server cry. For now... I've got plenty of tears because I'm here with Polly Dietz. How you feeling, Polly?
1: Hiya, Davis. I'm feeling good.
0: Polly, folks loved the in-person banter. In particular, they loved Kayla Radcliffe, but unlike the two of us, she's a very busy person with a lot of responsibility.
1: But hopefully we've got some of that same conversational magic.
0: Well, most of our conversations make me feel the same way I feel about magic, so hopefully that's close enough.
1: I'm excited to talk about the news instead of becoming it.
0: Alright, well, speaking of news, let's get right to our top story.
1: Child labor.
0: I guess that's one way to look at it?
1: The time-honored tradition of transforming the young into pint-sized profit-seekers.
0: Calm down, Karl Marx, we're just talking about kids setting up roadside stands.
1: Oh sure, that's how it starts, but it's a slippery slope, Davis. This summer, it's a cute little sidewalk table, and then next summer, it's a well-oiled machine. And suddenly, we don't have children anymore. We have commodities.
0: It's too early in the broadcast for Das Kapital. Focus up. What is the real problem here? Is it the depersonalization of goods and services detaching the social value of children from what they produce? No. Right. So what's the real issue here? (sighs)
1: It's the chocolate milk.
0: It's the chocolate milk, that's right. And why is that the issue?
1: It's a bad summer drink.
0: That's correct. Look, if you have a kid who wants to open a stand and sell refreshing beverages, lemonade is the classic. Or Kool-Aid, any flavor. I like grape. Grape is fine. But parents, your children are out there selling chocolate milk. And as far as liquids go, it is pretty low on the list in terms of both refreshment and heat tolerability. I don't know why they've all decided that's the product of the summer, but here we are. And there was probably a TikTok. In fact, I would bet money on it. If we went to Al and Kenny Bremen's TikTok right now, there would be some insane skit that they made about a chocolate milk stand, and now all the kids think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Arguably,
1: sliced bread would be a better sidewalk I agree. stand.
0: I love a nice toasted rye. Look, the young lack the ability to make rational decisions. The prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed until your mid-twenties, or in Alan Kenny Bremen's case, potentially never. But what that means is that kids are bad at ideas, and it's your responsibility to step in as a reasonable adult and redirect. But let me be clear, I don't have any problem with kids setting up a little entrepreneurial venture. I love driving down the street and seeing a little stand covered in streamers and bright colors.
1: Carly came home from her dance class last week and begged me to let her set up a stand. She said all her friends have been doing sidewalk stands and she has GOT to get out there. They're all going to buy American Girl dolls or something.
0: And did you sit her down and explain to her that the economic value of a product is determined by the amount of socially necessary labor required to produce it?
1: I tried. I really, really tried. But she sort of glossed over and stared into the middle distance, just like her mom does. It's adorable. So did she set up a stand? She did. And I'll be honest, I assumed it was a regular, regular normal kid stand, and that's my fault.
0: Yeah, you know what they say, when you assume...
1: You're still legally culpable.
0: Yep, that old chestnut.
1: Anyway, she was out there most of the afternoon, and she had spent such a long time on the sign. Tons of glitter, lots of pizzazz. And I barely saw anyone stop.
0: Well, you are in a cul-de-sac.
1: Right, but try and explain demand curve variables to a five-year-old. Glazed eyes? Impossible to say no. So cute. Sure. So I went out after a few hours and told her I had worked up quite a thirst, and I had just happened to have a $5 bill, and did she know where I could get something nice to drink? Very subtle. And she poured me a coffee mug. A coffee mug? Yeah, we didn't have any disposable cups, so I guess she had just been telling people that they had to finish their drink right there. Oh, wow. And first of all, she only had the one mug as far as I could see, so that's problem one. She
0: was reusing the same mug?
1: Yeah. And on the other hand... I was very proud because that's environmentally conscious consumerism, you know. But on the other other hand, I had known she hadn't been washing this mug because she doesn't have a wash tub. She hasn't been in the house, and I could see lipstark marks like right there. Oh, gross! But again, I'm being supportive, right? So I'm in. I'm about to saliva swap with my neighbors, right? So that's a nightmare. But I know she's had very little traffic, so I figured. Okay. At most, I'm touching tongues with maybe four or five people.
0: I don't think you're drinking the right way.
1: The point is, I've accepted it. I'm in. But what I'm not ready for is a big, healthy swig of milk that's been sitting out in my front yard for four hours. Ugh. And I was so distracted by the lipstick, I didn't even notice until the first gulp was on its way down. I tried to play it off, right? I said, Oh, I thought you were out here assembling lemonade, Carly. And she rolled her eyes and said... It's chocolate milk, Dad. Which, of course, it's chocolate milk. Of course, now I can see it's chocolate milk. But the key question here isn't what, is it? Why are you selling chocolate milk? Who wants chocolate milk on an 85-degree day? And where did you get this idea? And what did she say? Well, I'm not going to ask her, Davis. I'm not going to crush my little girl's creative passions. I'm just going to suck it up and finish the milk. And then I'm going to go in and find another $10 so I can buy out the rest of her supply so I don't accidentally kill any of the neighbors I haven't just tasted.
0: You drank the rest of the mug?
1: I drank four mugs. Four.
0: Oh, Polly, no.
1: Four mugs of warm milk. And not the nice, sleepy kind of warm milk.
0: Did it make you sick?
1: Well, yes, but I'm also lactose intolerant, so it's hard to specifically blame the sun for that one. Yeah. So two days later, after I've pretty much recovered, Carly comes up and asks me if she made enough money to buy a Maritza doll. And the answer is yes. It doesn't matter if she actually did or not. She she has enough. And I ask her what made her think of selling milk, and she said all the kids are selling milk. Right. And they are. I, I've seen two more milk stands with my own eyes. I, I don't understand it. No one does. I think it's like the younger generation's Tide Pods. Except of poisoning themselves, they're poisoning others. And making a profit on it. Yes. It's terrifying. Uh, it, it, it's it's terrifying. It's too smart, Davis. Her generation is too smart. I mean it. It, it, it seems really dumb, but that's just a cover. It's insidious. They're like land sharks or, or, or land octopi.
0: Okay, I think we're veering off again. They
1: use tools. They've built a city. The
0: octopi or the children?
1: It's called Octopolis and it's 100% real.
0: Wow. Talk about a Tide Pod.
1: Are you proud of yourself? No. Checking on your children. They know how to use tools and they know how to destroy us all.
0: All right, and now that we know what all the kids are up to, even if we don't understand it, let's move on to our next news story.
1: A new threat looms over at the Senior Center and no one is safe. Seniors are dropping like flies.
0: A new threat? So not just the passage of time?
1: That comes for us all, Davis, but no. I should have been more specific. These flies aren't dropping dead, they're dropping to the ground with pickleball injuries.
0: Oh, right, Pickleball. They built a court over at the Senior Center last fall, didn't they? Two courts. Two? Is demand that high? It's just tiny tennis with way more rules for some reason.
1: Are you kidding? Pickleball is the biggest fad to hit sports since the Vuvuzela. Those two courts have a wait list for the open-use hours, and the seniors keep it packed after hours, too. Arguably, this gives them an unfair advantage in the competitive league, but that's a news story for another day. But
0: right now, we're just talking about Purgatory Pickleball injuries?
1: This isn't just here in Purgatory, there have been articles out in every major news outlet. Anywhere there's Pickleball, there are people suffering.
0: Other than just the people who have to hear about Pickleball?
1: This is no laughing matter, Davis. How many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? None. Because he tore his ACL. And Senior Pete needs a healer for the knee or he's taking breathers on the bleachers.
0: How long did you work on those slant rhymes?
1: Off the cuff. I've been taking a rap battle class.
0: A rap battle class?
1: I was vying to take tie-dyeing, but there were too many people occupying the seats. I nearly ran for the streets, and then I heard a sweet beat, took my fleet feet.
0: I can't do this. This is worse than listening to someone try to explain Pickleball.
1: Sorry. Sometimes I just get swept up by the rhyme.
0: You get swept up by a passing breeze.
1: That was a strong wind, and it took me to the end of the driveway.
0: No, I'm just... Okay, let's focus back on the pickleball injuries.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of them. And it's not just seniors, though they are the ones with 24 access to the courts and the most fragile bird bones, so they have been most of the injuries. But sprains, strains, and abrasions can strike at any time.
0: Are you rhyming again?
1: Completely accidental. Runs in my blood, I guess. Anyway, Dr. Teeth says they're overwhelmed at emergency services and they are begging you to stretch before you head to the kitchen. The kitchen? Yeah. It's a seven-foot space on either side of the net where you can't volley. Unless, of course, the balls already bounce, in which case it's fine.
0: Okay. I'm glazing over.
1: Davis, stop trying to seduce me. I have a beautiful wife.
0: Alright. Speaking of fragile bird bones, this is where I'd usually kick it over to Polly. But since Polly's already here, what's the weather like out there, Polly?
1: I don't know. I'm in here with you.
0: Perfect. Hey, how's your leg doing?
1: From the pony bite?
0: No, just in general. Yes, of course. From the pony bite.
1: Well, it was a little, t- well, it was a little touching go there for a few days. By which I mean, I touch it and go into something close to unconsciousness. Not an existential fugue like the teacups. Just here one minute, then back twenty minutes later.
0: You'd pass out?
1: No. Apparently, I did all kinds of stuff. Stood in the kitchen in front of the refrigerator, eating a handful of wheatgrass. Licked a bunch of salt off the counter gave Carly a horsey ride all over the house. She loved it, but it only lasted a few days.
0: And now you're all patched up?
1: Yeah. I might have a tiny little scar, but I mostly seem back to normal, other than the grass. The grass? I can't say for sure, but I don't think it used to look quite so appetizing. I mean, I'm not gonna eat it or anything. I don't have the horse madness. I'm just saying sometimes it does look like it would really hit the spot. I don't
0: have horse madness is exactly the kind of thing you say when you definitely have horse madness.
1: Well then, I definitely do have horse madness.
0: You're a weird guy, Polly. mm Mhm. And now for some final announcements. Next Thursday, Basement Bar is revisiting one of their most successful past events, Purgatory Battle Robots. Sure, it's just two Roombas with steak knives taped all over, but boy does it make the night exciting. Attendees are encouraged to wear long pants or other appropriate lower leg coverage. The battling Roombas will be in a designated area, but there's always a chance they could escape and no one's going to be able to stop them until the batteries run out. Stella Chen is in Edinburgh performing her one-woman show, and Dusty Binks is subbing in. So, get a little show of your own by hopping on the bus and ask him to tell you about the time he was abducted by aliens. A story we would have found preposterous six months ago, but apparently he's got the insider info on our newest friends. Ooh, can I do one? An announcement? Yeah. I guess so, sure.
1: <clears throat> Feeling hot and parched? Stop by the Acorn cul-de-sac and get yourself a refreshing chocolate milk from Carly Deets.
0: Polly, stop. You're not letting her sell more chocolate milk, are you?
1: These American Girl dolls have like a million accessories, Davis. It just doesn't stop with the doll.
0: Okay, but have her sell something normal, Polly. Remember? Kool-Aid? Lemonade? Some kind of aid?
1: Cool kids sell milk. I don't make the rules.
0: You do make the rules. That's what a parent does.
1: Oh, please. You try saying no to this face.
0: Uh, what is what is that? What are you doing?
1: I'm zoning you out, Davis.
0: You look like you got a bug in your mouth.
1: You're powerless, aren't you?
0: Powerless to what? If you've got thoughts, questions, or suggestions, you can wave my truck over, drop a note in my porch basket, slip it under the door of the radio shed, or send Marty an email at Online at gmail.com. Reminding you that this summer, Milk Milk Lemonade is around every corner. This has been Davis Clarence broadcasting out of the abandoned high school radio shed with all of your purgatory news. Signing off.
1: Milk Milk Lemonade. I'm thinking on the corner about mistakes I made. Brush a hand across my leg and I'm starting to fade. Then I wake up in the yard with a braid in my mane. We out.
0: This episode was written and recorded by Aaron Olson. Polly Deets is played by Michael Coyne. Editing is done by Stevie Dion.